Home. It is more than four walls and a roof. Home is a feeling. I'm Jennifer Stagg, and I believe that home is the most important place on the planet. Here, I dive into all things home, whether it's tips from my latest DIY project or interviews that examine what gives a house that something special. Join me as I get to the heart of the home. Life can feel a bit unsettled when you could move across the country at a moment's notice. But Mary Connolly, wife of Utah Jazz NBA point guard Mike Connolly, takes it all in stride as she makes home wherever they are. The Connollys recently were traded to Utah from Memphis. Living in Utah during the NBA season, the family moves to what they call their home base in Ohio during the offseason. That's where we caught up with Mary as the rest of the NBA season was canceled due to COVID-19. Her perspective on home and how you can make any space yours is inspiring. The Heart of the Home continues in just a moment. Hey, everyone. Popping on here to tell you about our latest collection drop on Stag Design. It's our art collection. These are beautiful, large-scale, very high-quality art pieces that will mix seamlessly with our current collection pillows and fabrics and wallpapers. You can check it all out on stagdesignshop.com. So Mary, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk with you. So as we're talking right now, we're talking on Zoom, and I can see you're sitting in the middle of your closet. (laughs) I am, yes. It's my my precious space. Your precious space. Right now, any space where my children can't find me is precious space. Exactly. (laughs) Unfortunately, there aren't locks on these doors, so occasionally they can get to me, but for the most part, it's pretty hidden off. Okay, so you are not in Utah where you guys live. Where are you right now? And describe sort of your setup? Yeah. So right now I am outside of Columbus, Ohio. So my husband and I both went to college um, here at Ohio State and kind of decided to make this city our home base. Um, So we live in Utah during the NBA season, which is usually like um, probably end of September until playoffs. So it could be end of season, which is April, May, June. You never know. Um, So this is our first year in Utah. We have a great house there. We love it there. Um, we, since we're new there, it just isn't quite as homey as this place is here. And, you know, we don't have, we don't have any family there. Um, it's really work related for him at the moment. So we thought with everything going on right now, let's get back to Ohio. He has a gym here in a weight room, so he's able to stay in shape. Um, so it was just best for both of us to come here. Plus, we custom built this house a couple years ago, so it has anything and everything we want in it, and um, it was our dream home, so we're here for now. Awesome. Let's back up a little bit. So tell me where you're from originally and where Mike's from originally. Yeah, so I am from Ohio, um, a town called Kettering. It's outside of Dayton. It's about an hour and a half from where we are now, and then he grew up in two places. So he was in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and then in middle school, they moved to Indianapolis. Hence his like Midwest connections, why he, you know, close to Ohio State. Um, his family is actually back in Arkansas now. So yeah, I would say Arkansas and Indiana for him. Uh, probably mainly Indiana because that was his like teens and high school years. But uh, yeah, so now we're both Ohio and then we were in Memphis. He was there for 12 years and I was there for nine. So uh, that was where we spent all of our young adulthood. So that was also another city for us. So where did you guys meet, fall in love, get married? 
yeah, so we met at Ohio State. We met our freshman year, uh, just kind of out and about. Uh, we'd run into each other. And then um, one of the marketplaces, probably one of the better dining halls, uh, he lived above it. And I was there all the time. And so we just kept bumping into each other and made eye contact a lot, exchanged numbers, went on a first date to Applebee's. And um, yeah, and then he left right after our first year of college. Um, but luckily, we kept in touch. And he came back to Columbus um, every summer in the off season. Uh, so we got to hang out then. And yeah, we just kept in touch. We kind of lived our own lives. And then my senior year of college, knowing I was going to be graduating soon and able to move and be more flexible, we got serious. Once you got married and realized NBA life is, um, you could be traded at any time, you set down roots. Tell me about that process of, of getting married, building a home, and then getting traded. Well, that was why we chose Columbus to be our home base to build a home because we knew we could always come back to this. During the season, no matter what city he was playing in, we could come back to this. When he retires, we could come back to this. Um, you know, it's hard because wherever he's playing in whatever city, you want that to be home and you want to dive right in and find a job and get friends and have your kids be involved in everything. But honestly, like at any given moment, you could be traded to the next team. I mean, there is a window that the trades happen, but um, it can happen during the season. It can happen after the season. So it's just, it, it's really hard to get too connected because I mean, it lucked out in Memphis. We were there for so long. I, you know, it took me a handful of years while I was there to get involved, but I was there so long, it just kind of fell into place. I was on a lot of boards. I was involved in just so much. And then now I've been in Utah for a season. So I, I want to do that again, because that's what I'm used to. But then at the same time, he only has one year left on this contract. So it's like, are we here for two years? Is it there going to be another contract after that? So you just don't know. So it's really hard to plan. So that, that's why being picking Ohio and this to be like our home base was just a smart choice. Talk about what that was like uh, when he got traded to Utah. Had you ever been to Utah? <laughs> you, I mean, you guys were pretty comfortable where you were. And then on a dime, he got traded. And what were you expecting when you moved to Utah? Yeah, luckily we knew like a trade was happening. Um, it was just kind of that point in his career um, that it needed to happen. Um, there was a handful of cities involved. I think he was really surprised it was Utah and the way it happened. We weren't together. So we thought it was going to happen the following evening. And so like I was on vacation with my family in Virginia. He was with his family in Arkansas and I was going to meet him there. And it all happened earlier. <laughs> and so like I found out through my brother through Twitter, you know, so it was just one of those things that people don't realize that we really find out pretty much as much as the general public finds out any amount of information. Um, so that was just kind of like, wow, this is really happening. And I didn't have like, him for support to be like, oh my gosh, like we're moving, our lives are changing. Um, and people kept asking me like, what's going on this and that? I'm like, I don't know. I haven't seen my husband. <laughs> like, we don't know yet. Um, but then once it came, you know, everything settled in. We got, we were in Utah probably just three days after the trade happened. And everyone was so warm, so welcoming. I still to this day cannot get over how nice the people are. Um, the organization's incredible. So it's been fun. You know, this is something that a lot of players and their families experience often because they get traded often and sign new contracts with new teams. And we never got to experience that. So um, it's been fun. As far as what I thought Utah was, I had been once before for a New Year's when uh, the Grizzlies were playing the Jazz. And 
So it was winter. I was there for like 48 hours. We went tubing. I skied in Ohio growing up, which skiing in Utah is very, very different. Yeah, so I'm used to the snow and the cold weather. I didn't realize that Utah was a desert state. I had no idea. I knew like the southern part would be, but the fact that it's dry even in the winter, I didn't know what to expect with that. I love it. (laughs) The cold is not nearly as cold as it is here. Um, Yeah, so as far as like climate was that, and then, I mean, I think people are nice. It's great. I didn't have any expectations for that. Um, So it's been really fun. It's been fun meeting other influencers and bloggers and other wives and family of the other jazz as well. You guys have two adorable little boys and you just announced you have another one on the way. That's so exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. I was trying to hide it as long as possible. It's always kind of like a a fun thing for me to do. Like how long can I (laughs) keep it hidden? But as you know, you have three kids too. Each pregnancy, you just show a little earlier and <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it. So um, it definitely started to become a struggle to hide the bump. So it feels good just to be able to talk about it. And, and then it could, you know, you can explain why I'm out of breath when I'm talking so much, <laughs> why I'm more tired than usual and things like that. But we're so excited. We're not finding out the gender. So that's a, another exciting twist. Uh, we found out with the other two, but I think this is probably my last pregnancy, and I just want to know what it's like to be surprised. What is that like being a mother and craving that sense of stability and wanting to create a home wherever you are for your family? And also when your husband travels so much for work, I imagine that that feeling of stability in home is really important. How do you go about doing that in sort of not temporary situations, but situations where you're not sure how long you're going to be in a place? Yeah, we definitely have two of a lot of things just to keep the boys, both of their rooms and their places as similar as possible. So they do feel that comfort of home. Uh, When we first moved to Utah, I think it was hard for my oldest. He was, he just turned three at the time and he'd be looking for something specific and he'd be like, it's in that room in Memphis. I'm like, but everything in the house in Memphis is here in Utah, you know? So he didn't get that everything there was now here. It was just in a different spot. So he couldn't find it. He didn't have that memory of where it was like he did in the other house. So, you know, that just took time. But as far as just keeping their space the same, their furniture, their same, um, you know, I think, you know, we have houses and then we need to make it a home. So when we're moving in, I'm like, oh, I love this house. You know, it's great. But once our furniture finally went in there and it was stuff that we were used to sitting on and cuddling on and things like that, it's like, okay, our home's coming together. And then just seeing like the little decorations and family photos and art and stuff like that made it feel good. And even like in my older son's room, the pictures that we have on his wall, it took me a lot longer to get those put up than I wanted them to. But once I did, he just loves to look at them and point out all the family members. So having that really makes it feel homey. Tell me a little bit more about uh, your home in Ohio, because that really is your home base. It's, it sounds like it's the place where you guys feel you're most comfortable, you're most at ease, uh, you're most yourselves. I've been watching you on Instagram and you've been, you know, giving things refreshes and remodeling and, you know, sprucing spaces up. Tell me about that home and what it's like and also what makes it your home. Yeah. So we, um, when we first knew we wanted to get a house, we had actually looked at houses because we weren't sure if we were just going to buy a house and maybe renovate a couple of spaces to make it ours, or if we're going to build from the ground up. Um, Michael's family moved around quite a bit 
Um, they've built before. They've been realtors. His family's done anything and everything. My family's had <laughs> the same job. My, you know, my parents were at the same careers. They still in the house that I grew up in. So I wasn't used to that. Um, so once we found land that he wanted in the neighborhood that I wanted, um, it was just the perfect place for us to build. Um, and that everyone told me like, it's a full-time job. It's a full-time job. I'm like, I'll take it. Um, we hadn't had our kids yet. So I had the time and, um, it's hard to have a career job with their schedule because they get traded and we leave in the summers. Um, which is why blogging and being an influencer has been really perfect for me and being a mom. Um, so taking on the job of building a home, I was all for it. So it took a really, really, really long time because I wanted it to be perfect and I didn't want to make mistakes. And I was cautious about what we were spending and what we were having. And we didn't have kids yet. So I needed to think about them having guest rooms and maybe like how many, where we're going to have a playroom, where were toys going to be, what, materials were going to be safe, easy to clean, what was going to be durable. Um, so my sister had three little kids at the time. So I was asking her a lot of questions. And and even if I wasn't, she's giving me a lot of feedback, which I'm very grateful for. And then asking her parents too. My parents were empty nesters. So I was asking them a lot of questions. What's it like, you know, with no kids, um, you know, you don't want a space that's too big and too much to clean, but we wanted a house that would fit everything and a table that was going to fit all of our family over for dinners. So we just put a lot of thought, asked a lot of questions, got a lot of feedback to make sure that it was going to work for us now, later. And I think we did a good job. So we have all the bedrooms on one floor, which we wanted. We have a lot of windows and a lot of natural light. My husband was able to create his quote office so he doesn't have to leave. So he has his workout room and a gym. Yeah. So everything we wanted we got. Uh, we're really fortunate for that. And um, it was just kind of figuring out the size of everything and the layout and making that work. But um, it's beautiful. We're really happy here. That is such an interesting position to be in when you're building a home to have to think about every stage of life because this was it. Like you guys didn't want to move around a lot as far as where your home base was. You knew that I think you're so smart to create like that steady place, right? Because he can be traded, but Ohio, you can always come back to this home in Ohio. And that's such an interesting challenge to say, okay, we don't have kids yet, but we have to plan for those children. Okay, then we have to think ahead to what it's going to be like when they leave the nest and they're not here anymore. And then it's just us. What do we still want in that house? Why do you think you were able to have that forethought? I think not a lot of people would, would think of it that way. I don't know. I'm kind of a penny pincher on things. Um, my dad is a banker. So growing up, my siblings and I were just really tight on what we had and had our cash boxes. And so being in charge of this new build and seeing where all of our money was going and what it was going into, I'm like, if we're going to do this, we're, st <laughs> we're staying here and we're going to make sure that this works for us. Um, you know, and it's expensive to fix things as well. So that was another thing where I just really wanted to put as much thought into everything as possible before we started, because it was going to be more expensive to fix it later than it would be in the drawing. So there's already been a couple of things like our three guest rooms are off of our kitchen, you know, the garage and kind of over in that area. And it's fine, but it was a little bit loud. So 
and it's connected to our great room. It's all open. So if we're watching TV in the living room, we just have to make sure the TV's down and the boys were napping or if it was bedtime. And then you kind of all gather in the kitchen. So if the boys go to bed and you're all chatting in the kitchen, it's like, shh, shh, shh. you know, it was constantly like worrying about that. So um, just in the fall, we added doors to block the hall to their bedrooms. Um, so that was one change. It was pretty easy just to add something. Um, and that made a huge difference. And, you know, as much planning and thinking that you can do, you're definitely still going to come up with items, you know, that you want to add or take away once you actually live in the space. Um, there's only so much you can do um, prior to living. So I definitely think we did a, um, a really good job. Like I said, there's no locks to like our master suite area. Uh, we just have like a giant push door that is no problem. But now that my son has become strong enough <laughs> to push it open, I'm like, I didn't know you could get in here. And then I don't have locks in my closet doors, things like that. But those are things that I don't think we have to worry about, you know, and I kind of pick and choose, like, is it worth it? I could fix it. We could put something on it, but it's also just not that big of a deal and we can, we can live with it. So tell me if there are things that, that are really important to you that carry through all of your homes so that they have that sense of familiarity. Is there something that is in your home in Ohio that you think that's a must, I need to have something like that or that feature or that kind of design in my house in Utah or something that was in Memphis that you've carried over? Um, the one thing that was the same with all three is just having a really large couch in the family space. That way we could all pile on it. Unfortunately, the boys love to run on it and tumble on it. Like it's like literally like a running trampoline. Um, now that they're getting older, it just stresses me out. And I'm like seeing the feathers popping out of the couch. So that stresses me out. But I'm glad that we have it because it's just, it's really comforting that we can all pile on. You know, so we have like a big L-shaped couch and then we have like a chair and um, a soft leather ottoman. So that's something that's been the same across the board. I was really worried. You know, I would love a coffee table but I know how my kids move and I assumed how they like two little boys would move. I just don't trust having a coffee table is the best idea as far as it comes to injuries and boo-boos for them. So um, that's been the same. We did have our Utah house and Ohio house are both open floor plans, which I think everybody really loves right now um, to be able to like be in the kitchen and cleaning up breakfast or getting breakfast ready. And I can see we have play areas in our family rooms, uh, which is another similar thing. And I just like that I can see everything so you can multitask better. Of course, having basically a playroom in your living room is not aesthetically ideal, but I think it's something that just comes with the territory of being a parent. It's just easier that way. Um, so in our Ohio house, we have like this little nook that I was going to have like a big palm type plant with two cool chairs. <laughs> it's just going to be like a neat sitting area. And my sister was like, and we have a playroom downstairs. And she's like, well, you need like a play area upstairs. Like you can't send your two little kids downstairs while you're making dinner. A good point. So my adorable sitting area has turned into the kids play area. <laughs> um, I know in the future, I'll get that cute sitting area, but it's nice. We just have like those little foam pads that go down on the floor in neutral colors um, and a couple of baskets of their toys. And it's perfect. It's not too bad, too big of an eyesore. And I can deal with that. And like luckily it worked out in our Utah house there's also a little nook so we did the same thing it has like two little chairs and a soft rug and has all their little toys some of their toys so they can play while we are doing our everyday lives when we remodeled our house we turned the formal dining room into a playroom because in this stage of life you know when your kids are really little you want something on the main floor exactly where your kids can play and and you can still watch them while you're in the kitchen 
Yeah, I think every house I go into of our friends who have young kids, the guest room, formal dining room, there's a room on the main floor um, that has all the kids stuff. So we're not alone. And again, like my parents said, eventually you'll get that space back and you'll get it then. (laughs) What kind of homemaker are you? I'm so curious. Are you like a love to cook, love to entertain? Are you like, I like everything really simple. I like minimalist. I mean, how did you grow up and and what kind of homemaker are you? Yeah, I don't, I mean, I grew up, both my parents worked, I guess when I was younger, my mom didn't work full-time. She's a full-time pediatric nurse and um, my dad retired three years ago. My mom just retired a few months ago. Um, I'm still working part-time just to help the office out. But yeah, so I had them. Um, I'm the youngest. I have an older sister. She's the oldest. And then we have a brother who's in the middle. But I just felt like it was just very, I say normal because I don't know, you know, it's normal to me. I don't know what it is for other people. But like I said, we grew up in the same house all the time. Um, That's my mom cooked dinner, but we went out to eat also. I know every Sunday I went to my grandpa's house for dinner with all of my cousins and aunts and uncles. That was a really fun tradition that we did. And as far as now, I can cook. I can follow a recipe and make a meal turn out really well. I like to keep the ingredients preferably under five (laughs) because when it comes to chopping up a lot of things and going to the store, finding things I've never heard of, I'm like, where do I, it just takes so much longer that way. So um, I love to bake. I did that before I had kids. I would bake a lot more often. Um, I love to do that, but yeah, I don't mind cooking as long as I have it like planned out. If I think, you know, at 530, I'll make dinner, but it's like by the time you go to the grocery store, get home, chop and prep everything or eating at like eight o'clock, which doesn't work for kids. So as long as I have it planned out, it works. Um, but if I'm too last minute, then the cooking can become a little stressful, but my husband, he's on the road a lot. So I do cook. It's for me and the kids. And I'm like very simple. I'm very happy with like a noodle soup and a grilled cheese for dinner, you know, and for lunch, I'm like great on sandwiches and salads and wraps. So I don't need a lot. Um, but my husband's home, we usually have better meals um, to fill him up. <laughs> what is that like, you know, trying to keep things consistent for your kids at home and creating that sort of warm, homey environment when your husband does travel a lot? You know, NBA isn't the only career where, you know, there's a partner in the relationship that travels a lot, but I would say it's on the extreme, right? Like, tell us how much he's traveling and and how you guys are able to work together create a homey, welcoming environment for you and your family? Yeah. In the summers, he doesn't travel as much, but it's also not consistent because things come up last minute because everybody knows he's home and not traveling. So he can get a call and it's like, oh, tomorrow, can you fly here and do this? And then Friday, fly here and do that. During season, he travels a ton, but that schedule comes out. And so I can know in four months where he's going to be at what time, which it's crazy to think, but it's kind of nice to know that schedule. And I know like if he has a 10 day road trip, one of our parents might fly in and hang out with us, or I might go home or go somewhere with the kids just because he's going to be gone for so long. We might try and go visit him on the road. So we try and, you know, see each other regularly, even when he is gone for a long time, but it's, there's no consistency. And that's, what's so hard. You know, kids really need that and they thrive on that. That's what parents always say, like, we're having a a difficult time with our oldest sleeping at night. And it's like, we'll have a routine and, you know, dinner, bedtime, bath, like everything's the same, but it's not, I mean, now during quarantine (laughs) it is, but during the season, it can't be because our schedule just doesn't allow that. Um, We enjoy going to the games. I love taking the boys 
you know, we try and leave at halftime so that they're not out too late, but they're still, you know, they're still out and they're not going to get baths those nights. And some days he's home, some days he's not. Sometimes I have a meeting, sometimes I don't. So unfortunately, like as far as our home schedule goes, it's pretty inconsistent. We don't have like weekends at home or Friday night with family. We just, we don't have that. And that's okay. Uh, we are doing great not having a schedule and hopefully our kids don't mind it too much. Again, they don't know any different. We as a family don't know any different. So it's working well for us. Um, we try and keep the morning routine the same as far as waking up and having breakfast together and um, that aspect, trying to do those things before like he goes to practice. And uh yeah, it works out. In stag design, we always, you know, part of our, our design philosophy is centered around what we call the heart of the home. So that's the place in your home where everybody gravitates to, where you spend the most time, where you love hanging out, where you feel most at ease. What would you say is the heart of your home? Probably the big giant couches that we have. <laughs> they're just so easy to plop on and they're comfortable and they're close to the kitchen, but they're also near a TV. So it's just kind of where we sit and then you know, we can look this way and be gravitated towards the kitchen, or we can look to the left and be gravitated towards the TV if we wanted to watch a show. Um, but that's just the spot that, you know, we could sit there and the boys can run around. We could sit there and have a conversation. So it's really, you know, it's it's the like the legit heart of our home, um, but it's where our hearts are too. So um, that works out. And what advice would you have for somebody who's setting up a home or a temporary living space and still wants to make it feel like their home? Yeah, I think um, to make something a home is just to bring whatever you love and you feel comfortable in to that space. Like I said, when we first bought the house in Utah, it was a beautiful house, but it was just a house. Um, Once our furniture got brought in, I'm like, oh, our couch, our area rug, our end tables, all of those things. That's when I was like, okay, now it feels like a home. You know, I saw my kids' things. I saw their toys. When things almost aren't perfect, you know, it's a little bit messy. There's a pillow that got pushed down, you know, things like that, that I just know it's because it's lived in, um, makes it feel so much homey. So, um, and even if it's a temporary space, I think if you're able to bring your furniture from those places, I think that would help a lot. I've never rented furniture um, in any of the spaces that I lived in. And if you have to do that, then I would just think bringing your artwork and your like accent pieces, like your accessories for your coffee tables and things like that, I think would really help make it feel homey. Mary, you're an influencer, a working mom uh, to an extent, and you also keep everything running in your home. Where can people find you and see more about you? Yeah, so I am primarily on Instagram at Living Lareve, uh, Living L E R E V E, which is my middle name, and that's also what my blog is, livinglareve.com. Um, my middle name is after my grandma, which means dream in French. And so I kind of um, put that in the blog. It would be living the dream. So it's kind of my life, my dream, what makes me happy. And that hopefully you guys can follow along and see what I'm up to and get some inspiration. I love that. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, to join us today. Um, And stay safe in Ohio where you guys are. Hope everybody's healthy. (laughs) Hopefully we'll be back in Utah sooner than later. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm Jennifer Stagg, and you've been listening to The Heart of the Home. I hope you'll subscribe, review, and rate this podcast, and tune in next episode for more Heart of the Home. Thank you so much for listening.